0: Welcome to this week's local theater segment. This week, I'm sitting down for an interview with the wonderful Josh Azule, director of the Florida Players production of the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee, one of my personal favorite musicals, and I'm so excited to see the show, but I do have to give a warning. They are currently sold out for all their shows already. So if you're planning on seeing this show, one, wait list. Two, keep your eye on their website because the Sunday night show has not been posted yet, and that may be your best bet. But anyway, let's go ahead and get started. Thank you for being on the show this week. Oh,
1: thank you for having me. <laughs> How are you doing tonight? Feeling good? Great. Yeah, first, especially a first date of Loden. It's been a busy day, but we got a lot done, so we're, we're looking good for an opening on Friday. That's always, It's always good to have an optimistic outlook early in the week because it's it's Hell Week. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah, definitely a Hell Week. Um, There are a lot of things that can go wrong, but it's great that so far things haven't been. so.
0: <laughs> let's savor this moment because once costumes and everything get thrown in the mix, it gets a... Uh, gets a little bit messy, but I got to tell you, I'm super excited to see this show. I've seen two different productions of the show already. Um, both were amazing, not to toot my friend's horn, but one of my friends, Ryan Cadigan, was in a production that I saw, so of course it was amazing. Um, but I'm really excited because every production of this show is so different, you know, because there's so much you can change. Uh, how did you go about adapting the script for this production?
1: Yeah, so the, the first thing I really wanted to stress when I casted this production was that we showed the wide variety of students that we have here at Florida. Um, so I really didn't want just the best actors or the best singers to be in this production, but people who had weird, strange talents that we can <laughs> hone into these characters. Because a lot of these char- these, the people in the show are character driven, um, not so realistic. There's, we don't ha- We don't need to really portray these children. So there's a lot of wiggle room in terms of what the actor themselves can bring to the role. And that's really what I wanted to look for. I mean, yeah, it's not like the show is exactly a realism example. <laughs> no, not by any means. Um, and that's what's really been a lot of fun, I think, with for the actors themselves that they're getting a chance to to play with characters, play play a role that they may maybe not will uh, see in other plays while they're here. So it's it's been a lot of fun to do that kind of character work with them.
0: Yeah, especially in such a character heavy show. I mean, this is an ensemble show, and there aren't that many musicals, in my opinion, that are pure ensemble. And in, this show is the definition. Everyone has their own song. Everybody's interplaying constantly on stage. And the magic happens between the characters.
1: If oh, your yeah. characters aren't interacting. And and the chemistry in the, the with the cast has been great. Everyone, the camaraderie is all there. Uh, we have a lot of fun with, with the big numbers, um, like Pandemonium. <laughs> there's a lot of things going on there. Um, and it's been great having everyone kind of come together to, to work on that. Uh, like you said, this definitely is an ensemble show. I mean, there's only... The six spellers and then the three adults, so it's it really is a small cast. Um, as we do also have an adult additional two characters that we a uh, three characters that we've added for this production uh, to get more casting, which I think is just added to the strength of our ensemble, um, because those characters that at first were for actors just to come in and sing a song, they've they've been wounding up staying with rehearsals and helping us learn the other music, or oh, wow. helping us learn to dance to the other songs. So it's been really a truly ensemble cast where everyone's bringing their talent and their strength and making our show better. So,
0: well, I don't think I've ever seen a show that had um, extra cast members. Usually they just fill it with audience members, you know?
1: Yeah, I know. We, we wanted to include some more people, and then, again, again it turned into a happy accident where um, one of our singers, she was able to help us teach the other parts as well, as just as singing her part. So it's kind of been a happy accident um, for everyone involved. So
0: It's always nice when you have an actor jump in there and just willing to do whatever needs to be done, you know?
1: Yeah, and, and dancers too. We have some dancers on in in the cast that are helping with the dance, so it's it's just been a great everyone's working to be, putting towards a great show and I really feel that from every aspect of it. Well,
0: that's that's the dream for the director, I must imagine. Um makes you, everything
1: a lot easier, a lot less stressful.
0: That cuz that's the job is like it's either, it's either really stressful or everything's going okay. It's never perfect,
1: obviously. No, I, I I would say with this production I've been I've been happy throughout the the most part with everything, um, it's it's just been a lot of fun. As you know, the show is a lot of fun, and it's been that way. We've been able to keep that that attitude towards it. There hasn't been any stressful moments um, in rehearsal or anything. We've always approached it with this: we're gonna have fun with this show <laughs> attitude, and it's been working out. So can't complain.
0: Anything really cool happened backstage? Any like cool stories of uh, pranks or everyone singing together randomly or something like that?
1: I'm trying to think. It, again, it it seems like every moment in the show, I walk step out for to go take a break, and I come back, and they're still singing the songs. So it's <laughs> it really is. It, they're they're all everyone's working really hard to to get this right, and it, that feels good as a director when you don't have to push people when they're actually the ones who are pushing themselves and maybe even pushing you to be better. So it's it's been a great process in that regard.
0: Yeah, I, I think the beautiful thing about this show too is because it oozes fun, kind of like what you said. It's the, the hard work isn't as difficult to get into, so it allows you to just keep pushing. Like, I want to sing these songs more. You know, there are some musicals where it's like you're, you're doing it and it's an important show, right? But you don't necessarily want to keep singing it with your friends and the cast.
1: Exactly. And 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 the fun that they are having with being able to try new things every time they sing their song um, has been, I think, also a factor to it. Um, We never hear the song necessarily the same twice um, because they're able to play with their character, right? So it's, it's been a lot of fun in that sense, too. That's
0: that's awesome to hear because I got to tell you, every, every time I hear somebody say they do the same thing at this time, and I'm like, oh, but professional acting, that is not how it works. I mean, yes, there are things you're like, at this time I need to pause, right? But every show should be different, especially oh. in a musical.
1: Oh, yeah. And then the other thing with these characters is, there, there have been productions of Spelling Bee that, w- that have been done before, and I told each actor that I don't want to see this character done the same way ever before. I want you to bring your own style, your own flavor to this character. And I've really gotten that from them, which has been rewarding, because sometimes you ask people to be original, and that's mm-hmm. a really tough thing to do, uh, especially at, at this level of acting, right? We're in college where pe- it's easier to go listen to the Broadway recording and duplicate it, um, whereas my actors have really, I feel like, own their roles, and own these parts, which has been a lot of fun in the process as well.
0: Yeah, especially with this show, right? Because there have been so many productions, it's a very popular show, and and it's a little bit of a shticky show, so it's easy to be like, oh, well, for Magic Foot, I'll just imitate that voice, and I'll do it to a T, and it'll get laughs, and that'll be easy. It's harder to bring an original take to the characters. And so that's the fun part about seeing every production of this show, is that these characters just breathe so much. Like, There's so much you can do with them.
1: Yeah, and that and that's been a a great proce- part of this process is how do we do that? How do we bring each of ourselves into these characters so that when our audience is watching it, they're not just watching the show, but they they see the reflection in themselves. Because that's the hope is a, a lot of the students. I feel like we reflect ourselves in the, in the audience. Is my hope is that the student sitting there is going to be like, wow, I feel like that Barfi character or or Leaf, right? <laughs> these crazy characters, but you can, they still have a hint of truth to them that we can all relate to.
0: Yeah, it's it's a weird dichotomy for this show because you don't expect the show with some of the songs in it to to touch you emotionally. Like Magic Foot is ridiculous, like My Unfortunate Erection. These are really pandemonium even to a certain extent. Those those seem like, oh, this is just this fun, ridiculous show, but it is actually surprisingly emotional. And you you see it even because of the idea that the audience is in the show. Like oh, they're yeah. forced into the show. So you kind of have to see yourself in the show. And I feel like this is one of the few shows that I've laughed a lot and still somehow ended feeling really emotionally gratified.
1: Yeah, because you laugh and you laugh, you laugh, and then you think, wait a second, there's a hint of truth to that absurd statement that they just made, right? Yeah. So that's where it kind of connects there. And um, in Pandemonium, for example, um, the the big saying is the best speller won't necessarily win. And that's mm-hmm. kind of been the motto that throws throughout this show is that the best speller won't win, right? There's There's all these different steps that happen. And we were talking about that as a cast as how that kind of translates outside of the show, um, where the best, you might be the best at something, but it doesn't mean you're necessarily going to get that position or that job or whatever you want, even though you might be the most qualified for it. So it was was kind of like, whoa, that's a little bit too real for us. (laughs) A little Uh, too deep, yeah. These kids are just talking about getting a spelling, spelling the word right, but we're kind of relating it to this bigger picture, which a lot of these songs and a lot of these subjects that they touch on, yes, they're laugh. There's a laughter to it, but there is a, a strong bit of truth to it.
0: Yeah, and, and it's it's a hard line to, to walk, you know? I feel like this show does it really well because, and I'm not spoiling anything for anyone, <laughs> just more like the idea that there, even the songs where they're bragging or even the songs where they're ranting about something ridiculous, like, you, the motion they're feeling, that moment is so universal, you know? Like, e- even, like my unfortunate Interaction, like no you don't need to know the concept that concept of that song but like there's a there's a universal truth that when something bad is happening to you or something awkward is happening to you there's like this feeling that oh yeah that's ridiculous it's hilarious to laugh at and you go but I've had that moment and it was not great you know
1: yeah and you learn from that moment and like that's a fun part about the shows that we're watching these kids quote unquote kids mm-hmm. learn um learn about these big mom these big life moments um in a comical way but Again, like you said, there's a bit of truth that we sit there and we say, "Wow, that might have happened to me as a child," or "I'm going through that now." Because um, a lot of these kids are going through coming-of-age kind of stories, and mm-hmm. I think, especially for some of the younger college kids, that that's still happening for them, right? They're not <laughs> even me as a grad student; I'm still learning things about myself. So it's kind of an interesting way to always see it. Look, look at ourselves as mm-hmm. children, um, as we see in this show.
0: And it's it's weird because I always feel the same way. Like it, sometimes it takes adults. Playing children and looking through those eyes to kind of understand, like, even as college students, like, we go, I remember being a little kid, and the moment I realized that one thing mattered, and how big that was to me, you know, and, like, and then it brings you back, and you're like, that's still a big deal, it's just this now,
1: you know? Yeah, it just, it it adapts, it changes, the root of the problem, or the idea behind it might still exist, but like you said, we, we outgrow it, or it grows into something else.
0: So yeah, sometimes it grows into something bigger and worse. But yeah. but that's a completely different different topic. Um for everyone, unlike us, obviously, who who doesn't quite know what the show is, could you maybe in thirty seconds or so just kind of describe it for people?
1: Yeah. So in in simple, we are you're attending a spelling bee, <laughs> um, the twenty fifth annual Putnam County Spelling Bee, where there are children as well as there will be audience volunteers that are called to participate in the show. So there are actors and audience members. Um, who are asked to spell words um, as well as they sing songs about the words maybe that they're given. Um, the audience members don't sing, but, but they're asked to spell words um, as well as participate in some of the choreography. But the basic premise of the show is that we're following a spelling bee um, and we watch from, from the start of the spelling bee till we, we're crowned the winner. So it's, it's really that straightforward in a sense, but there's a, a lot of stories that we're hearing between the start and the beginning um, of each character.
0: Yeah, you kind of go on a journey with the whole cast, yeah, and there, the whole group,
1: and and like you said, it's every show is different. It's a different experience. There are different audience members that are asked up. There are different words that they're asked to spell. Um, so there's kind of there's a very level, a strong level of improvisation that goes into these shows, which is a lot of fun. Um, even for me as a director, I have to sit there and kind of see what happens because I'm not going <laughs> to necessarily know what happens until the show starts. So it's it's really out of my hands once it does start going. So it's been an interesting process there.
0: Yeah, that's kind of my favorite thing about this particular show is uh, I went to see two nights of the same production and there was this one person who was just a really good speller that was an audience participant and there that's when you have the improv happen and like they were like, okay, keep going and instead of, because you you do have the out that you can pretend they spelled it wrong but I, I think the most fun happens when you keep giving them words and then they get more ridiculous because the actor knew or the director knew to like have words that would just get
1: nuts. Yeah, because... It- I mean, the the strange possibilities. Of what if we have someone who knows how to spell all the words exactly, and you need to get them out, or they need it's it's a very interesting challenge for the actors to improv wise. Um, they have to be quick on their feet. Oh wait, maybe this person knows more than they, we thought they did. Um, so then they have ways of, and there's different techniques that they've been working to to figure out how to to solve that problem. So I'm um, I'm interested to see how they'll solve that problem as well.
0: That's always exciting, yeah. I remember when I was in it, I I played good, and I knew which audience member I was, and so I, I misspelled the word it was supposed to be, but I got yelled at by my friend in the cast because he was just like, "You knew how to spell all of these words, you know all these yeah, words." Yeah, it,
1: it's well, you, we encourage the audience participants to not act, to not it to truly spell the words to to act as if they're in a spelling bee and because that, they are in a spelling. They bee. are exact, and the fun part is they can win. They could possibly win, right? It's it's a possibility, so it's that fun, that that excitement, that that ability for them to potentially win is always exciting for anyone who's sitting there, um, especially the people who don't know what they've gotten themselves into when they sign up to to be participants. That's
0: always the best when someone's walking up like dead terrified.
1: Yeah, because for a lot of people, I mean, you go to see a show; the last thing you expect to be is brought into the show. <laughs> Um, which I'm hoping will be a pleasant surprise for a lot of people coming to see Spelling Bee.
0: You know, even if it's not it just the show it'll it'll make you comfortable. Like I know I was I've been on stage with people, like the one of the audience members I was on stage with was not they were terrified, but like the show's so fun. And the and it's on the actors to make you feel like you're in a spelling bee and then you relax.
1: Oh yeah. It it exactly. They, they've they've been done a great job with learning how to work with the audience members as they come on stage, make them feel like they're a part of the production. Um so it's it's been a lot of fun and a lot of work on their part too to get that down. So that'll be fun to see once we get our audience members into the <laughs> into the mix.
0: I'm um, really uh, I'm really curious what what methods have you been following to prepare them for that? Like, have you had people in, like, you know,
1: or had the SM or ASM like sit with them? Yeah. So at and... first, it started with our ASMs would be our uh, quote unquote audience volunteers, and they would be <laughs> called up. Um, but then, actually, as we kind of got towards running the show. Um, We would ask if there are any close friends that would want to come, be willing to sit through a rehearsal or people that kind of understand the process of theater a little better because you'd hate to have someone come to a rehearsal where they might be just sitting there while we're working things Mm -hmm. and and so on and so forth. But um, on this past Thursday, we had our first, I guess, blind audience volunteers, people who didn't know what to expect, and they brought a whole different energy to the show, Um, not just for the audience members, but also for the actors. They were able to get a little taste of oh, this is a lot of fun getting to play with these people when they're sitting next to me and being in character and talking to them. So it it, it is going to be a lot of learning once we do get these audience, audience members in, but I think they're going to do a great job with it.
0: That's Yeah, it's really exciting. Uh, have you have you done any improv with them, like improv games, improv exercises? Yeah, so actually
1: um, a, one of our first year acting grads, Nick Bublitz, he is an improv wizard, as I would call him, um, he's been great helping us having some workshops with the cast in terms of helping them develop their characters and how does that work interacting with other people um, mm-hmm. outside of the scripted lines, right? So that's been really fun for them to work those improv skills that's, with
0: him. It's crazy, actually, because he just auditioned for uh, student films that we're doing. So wow. he was he was amazing. Like, shout out to you. You were really great. If you'd been right for my film, totally would have cast you. You were just a little bit too old. <laughs> Hey, well,
1: he's he's great at improv, so if you ever need some improv help, oh,
0: dude, if it were a comedy, like I was like, oh, I wish I had something to cast you in, because he's a magical, you and know?
1: and he's been helpful, as, especially with the cast in terms of helping them with the comedy, because there's some, there's a there's a technique to comedy that, oh yeah, um, as a t- I'm actually a lighting designer by by trade, I guess, and I never realized the techniques in that go behind those kind of things, and it's nice having the resources here of people who can help me with that, so. I've been very lucky to have him on my team. Yeah, that must have put some, uh, some weight off your shoulders. Oh, yeah, big time. Especially when he's like, oh, I have all these techniques that we can use for specifically talking to audience volunteers. I was like, that's exactly what I need. So it worked out really well for this production.
0: Well, like it's literally, like a lot of the show is literally improv and, and not in terms of like, the songs are all scripted, obviously, and stuff like that, but you have to believably interact with the audience members. Otherwise, the show falls
1: apart. Or, or you have to make sure that we get to those songs in the right. in Yeah, the right. exactly. <laughs> so it's a lot of that, too. It's it's a very interesting mix between a script and having the ability to improv things.
0: Yeah, and out of curiosity, I mean, this is just, as a light designer, how was it to take a step back and have someone else design the lights for you?
1: Well, Dalton Hamilton is my lighting designer, and he's actually my roommate, and oh, one of my not. really good friends. Uh, we've worked a lot together in the past. I've assisted him on shows, he's assisted me. So we have a really good um relationship in terms of we kind of understand what we both want in the show. Um, but it has been an interesting process for me in terms of being able to step back from it and let someone else handle it. And now I'm gonna get to see that result um <laughs> in the tech in the next coming week. So it's 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 very exciting for me. Um, I know I'll have my opinions on things, but we've already talked about things. So I don't think it'll be anything that he's um, not expecting from me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's been it's it's weird now having the control because usually as a lighting designer, you have to listen to the director. Mm-hmm. And now I'm kind of like, hey, I'm the guy who's telling you what to do. Um, but it's not that at all with me and Dalton. We have a really a strong relationship in terms of we understand what we both want. And that kind of collaboration will be I think will be fine.
0: That's really nice. Yeah, it's I just think it's always fun. I like to pick people's brains when they move from one area of theater to another. Especially like tech is is really hard. Like I've done a lot of theater tech and one lighting is so underrated. Like lighting can make a show and uh and I feel I kind of feel the same way with sound depending on the show too. So it gets me really excited to see somebody who understands everything move from that to say directing and kind of see what happened. You know like how the mindset changes and and do you feel differently about directors now that you're directing, you know? Uh,
1: well, it's I definitely have a, a totally different understanding of directing and how when you work with your other designers in in a very collaborative sense how you can get how it makes your life easier actually. Um, I kind of thought it was like you have to take on these all these things as a director, but it's different. You actually delegate them to other people. Um so the fact that I have my costume designer and my set designer all doing their own work on things that are important for me um leaves that stress off of me so i can really focus on the acting and focus on the staging and all of that while they're focusing on the the details of the costume or the details of the set and then they bring those ideas to me and we we talk about them so it's it's a lot of collaborating which i'm used to as a lighting designer because we, we're the ones that we come in at the end we, we turn on the lights we make sure everything is okay right um but it it's been different having to be involved at the beginning process too. So making the decision of what are the sets going to look like or what the costumes are going to look like before we even step into the rehearsal process was a kind of a shock for me of, wow, directors really <laughs> kind of need to know what they want before right they away. even get yeah. it. Yeah. Um, just from a logistics standpoint, you can't tell your set designer you want them to build you a new set the week of the show, right? You It'll gotta be insane. Yeah. Exactly. So it, I guess I learned that, that, that reality <laughs> of, of the business uh, as well
0: they have actually worked in productions where uh, the set was changed last minute. Not like the whole set; that'd be insane. Um, But we actually, we we the space didn't work for the initial set design, so we took all the walls off. Oh wow! So that it made it like a three sixty view, and we put like uh, we took the walls and we put them on the floor as if they were like extensions of it. It was really interesting, but I got to tell you, none of us wanted to do it because when it's a (laughs) week before the show, you're like, I'm done. Uh, I'm, I'm peacing out and getting ready for mics. You know,
1: it's also been interesting in terms of having them deal with that. I can help the actors and, and tell them, okay, this is what we've worked with the set. This is the scenic designer. Um, he's thought of all these things for us, right? This bench, you will, you will be able to dance on it. We won't have to worry about you falling. It's those kind of things that you don't think about, but are important, right? (laughs) To the production. It's nice to have someone who is thinking about that.
0: Yeah, and uh, especially in this show, like with bits like Pandemonium and stuff like that, you have to make sure your set's safe. Oh, yeah. Because but... actors just want to jump and run on stuff, and yeah. that's the last thing you want to happen is for something to break. So,
1: Yeah, especially in in, in this short amount of time that we have to put on this show. Um, if something breaks, it, it'll be a lot harder to fix.
0: <laughs> yeah, plus, I mean, that's like the nightmare of every director, is yeah. that something goes really wrong in the middle of a show, and all of a sudden your actor's not doing so well.
1: Yeah, and um, what's nice about this show is that um, the actors, I think, I, w- I like to use the word smart. Um, I think they know their limits of what to do and what makes sense in, in terms of they're not going to try to do backflips off of things that they know they can't do. Um, so that's been nice to see in rehearsal that there's a, a level of realistic um, expectations from them. Um, they're not they're not going too crazy, but still having that fun with with the show. So um, it's been it's been a good. Good time so far.
0: Good time, good process. That's always good to hear. Yeah. Um. And just one last thing, and you know, thirty seconds or so. What do you? Why do you think they should go see this show rather than another show this weekend at somewhere else? Or for for instance, for me, uh, I always have to battle my friends to go see a show because they want to watch the new show on Netflix or they want to watch a movie, and I'm like, but this is live theater.
1: Yeah. Well. Well. First thing. Exactly. This is a live show, but. if you're not a theater goer or if you barely go see shows, this is something you want to be a part of because like I said, um, from the moment you walk into the door till the end of the show you're gonna be dancing along with the characters, singing along, clapping along, laughing, um, maybe even crying depends how you, how emotional attached you get to some of these <laughs> characters. Um, but it's a general it's an overall good time. Um, it's not a long production. The runtime's about an hour and a half which for, is appealing to some people. I know some people don't like to sit in too long of productions, but this is a nice um, short product. I wouldn't say short, but it's has a good length to it. Um, and it's a lot of fun. It's just what it comes down to. There's no there's no baggage. You come in, you leave your baggage at the door. You're going to just have fun for the next hour and a half to two hours with us. And I think that's what we kind of need. Some, some people need that, especially as we're getting towards the end of the semester, the, the stress that <laughs> all the tests, everything's happening, right? Give yourself that two hours and come in and check out some good theater. A lot of fun theater, in, in my opinion. I com I, g- I completely agree.
0: Again, playing devil's advocate here because this is like my dream of a thing is to get out and go see a show that'll make me laugh and feel and will just be enter- ultimately entertaining. I mean, the show is just so entertaining.
1: Yeah, it leaves you in entertainment, but it's not mindless entertainment. You will be asked to think a little. Um, you will. There are a lot of clever jokes, so you might have you'll you'll be thinking as well as as laughing. So <laughs> it's it's a lot of a lot of that. Uh, fun fun times going on well, at that, the Black Box.
0: <laughs> it, that's perfect segue, actually. Um, again, just the details for this show. That is This is the Florida Players production of 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. That's going to be at the Black Box Theater. It's right next to the Constance Theater. I'm sure you guys know where that is uh, at the pavilion. It's also basically the rights union now. So if you can't find the rights or if you can't find the theater, just kind of follow the rights around and you'll find it. Um, It's one of my personal favorite venues, and that's going to be this weekend, the 31st of March, and the 1st of April, and the 2nd of April. Don't forget, March is 31 days. I wouldn't show up Thursday. That could be a problem. And, uh, yeah, so the tickets are actually sold out again through Sunday uh, matinee, but the Sunday night show is going to be going up soon, so check the FloridaPlayers.org website for that. And thank you again, Josh Azoulay, the wonderful director from the Florida Players. Thank you so much.